Welcome back to the Stadium Drive Podcast, presented by Manscaped. Now, Manscaped is the best company in the entire world. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They have it all. Let me tell you, they have the Lawnmower 3.0, they have the Weed Whacker Nose Trimmer, they have the Boxers Brad Loves, they have so many items, the body wash, everything. Shears 2.0? The Shears 2.0, they, they Let me just... put a quick quick plug in for that, actually. Shears 2.0. Let me hear it. Tweet, best tweezers I've ever used. Mm. Like, they've got the thin fingernail clippers, they got solid tweezers, love it. Shears 2.0, you got to have it. What do you use tweezers for? Whatever. Hey, if you got any ingrown hairs, anything you got to get out, dude, man, tweezers. Okay. I just okay. I didn't. I don't think I've I ever. I have used a beard right now, so when I have to continually shave, there'll be, you know, both of you guys got beards, but right. Yeah, bearded. Mine's been. Bearded. Bearded. I, I got to shave every day, so I mean, I you get ingrown hairs sometimes. Okay. okay. But cool. Well, let's uh, continue. I've never used tweezers, if I did, it would be the manscape ones because oh, I, those yeah. things look great. You can't beat them. We we uh we received our Shears 2.0 package in the mail the other week, and my wife immediately tried to take it and i was like get your get your own get your yeah. own loser this is mine so not manscaped <laughs> it's manscaped exactly <laughs> so what i need all of our listeners to do right now is go to manscaped.com get you something real nice they've got plenty of things use our promo code stadium say it in all caps type it in all caps whatever stadium for 20 percent off and free shipping you will love it manscaped.com our promo code STADIUM for 20% off and free shipping. All right. What's going on, guys? We have uh, we have Matt Schaub on in a little bit. He's coming on. Um, great interview, by the way. We had fun. We talked a, a ton of stuff. His career, um, you name it, we talked it. So Yeah, I consider him a friend now. I mean, I, BFF, actually. Yeah, he's a good dude, good dude. Yeah. So um, if you're very new – if you're very new, what is that? If you're new to our podcast, what you need to do is go to Twitter and follow us at Stadium Drive Pod. And uh, what do we do here, guys? We just argue. We just, we just have we fun, talk, dude. And we have fun. We drink some brews and we talk some sports or lack thereof, which there hasn't yeah, been many yeah, sports going Yeah, that's true. But what has been going on is my beloved Washington Redskins are changing whoa. their name. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Washington R words are changing their name. Um, I'm a big Red Wolves guy. I like I, like, I like the Red Wolves. I don't like it. Did you hear Especially about the guy on who, Twitter with the uniforms that they post on Twitter? Or I don't like it. Cool. I don't like it. I don't like Did you hear it. about Why? the guy who uh, trademarked like seven names? Uh, That's yes. smart. Very yeah. smart. Hopefully, dude. hopefully he's a trademark attorney, or it's going to cost him a lot of money in defense. But that is very smart because if they come back and they try to buy that trademark, man, name your price. Well, well, well. Originally, he said that he would give them the name for free. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, the dude's an idiot. Okay, I I love the organization, but I would charge millions of dollars for the name. <laughs> not yeah. Are you are you the guy that would catch like a Rod's you know whatever home run and be like, give me everything? I'm holding it until you give me. Oh yes. Talk- you talking about Zach Campbell who did that? He caught A Rod's three thousandth hit, and we we interviewed Zach Campbell by the way. So if you guys need to check that out, go back check it out. Yeah, yeah, I would I, I would hold on to the ball, and I'll 
see Zach, Zach got like $500,000 donated to his favorite charity, which is an amazing thing. And I commend him for that. Yeah. Your boy, your boy got bills over here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. After, after I let go of that A-Rod ball, your boy won't have no bills. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't have. I was just curious if you guys are those type of dudes as well. Most yeah. definitely. Most Kid, definitely. Yeah, got to hang on to it. Got to hang on to it. So but, what um, name do you like, Hudgens, if you don't like Red Wolves? I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know, man. I like – I did like not – Red Tails? No, no. Why not? I just don't. I did not like Warriors at the in the beginning. I kind of think it's okay now. I just don't – I don't want to be the same name as – yeah, already. Yeah, I like Renegades. Have been thrown around. I like Generals. Renegades kind of, sounds like XFL. Was that an XFL team? Renegades. So. That, that the, sounds like the team that when you're creating your own team, yeah, like on yeah. a game, you're right. That you get right. Renegades, and it's got like fire, or it's a dragon yeah. or something. I love yeah. fire and dragons. So uh, you're speaking my language. Then you should watch Game of Thrones. Then you're a liar. You don't. <laughs> he no, thinks it's fairies, Joe. It is fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I like generals. I know it's very generic, but I like generals. I don't know. I'm not a fan of Red Wolves. I'm, I'm just not. The The concepts, Joe, that you said you liked, I didn't. Um, there's a lot of mess going on right now. It is nasty in D.C. with Orlando or Maryland, whatever you want to call it. With, is Snyder going to have to sell the team? I hope. The best thing <laughs> – yeah, be- That would be good for skin fans. No, 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 no. It would be great. Dan Snyder, be is a, Giants fan. Dan Snyder is a horrible owner. The best thing for him to do is to sell the team to Jeff Bezos or Bezos or whatever, the guy who owns Amazon, okay? And, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a mess. I'm, we'll, we'll see. He's going to screw the name up. I know he is. He's going to screw it up. 100%. Definitely. I like Warriors. You like I like what? Warriors. I like Warriors and I like Generals. I, think I like both of those names. I really like Gen- – I know Generals is, like, very generic, but I, I do like Generals. I just like how the city of Washington has, like, a America theme to it, being that it is the capital. Like, you got the Capitals, you got the Nationals. I mean, the Wizards yeah. may – like, what's the Wizards? But, I don't know. I, I like the like, – You don't like Red Tails, Brad? I do like Red Tails. Like I do a- like Red Tails. Military, yeah. 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 I like that. Uh, but I also like – I don't know. I think that you could do a lot with the uniform with like generals and warriors. Then that'd be yeah. legit. Well, they're not. Think, is warriors like a another word for Native American? Like, is I, that don't what, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I could see them trying not to toe the line and it be like a yeah. you know, oh, you didn't even change it type of thing. So I could see them going in a different direction. Yeah. Totally. Well, they yeah. said they're they're not going to include any kind of Native American anything like that. So, um, but they're going to keep their colors, right? They're planning on keeping the colors. I, it's a mess. What can I say? It's a mess. Um, who knows? Thank goodness I'm a Bears fan. I don't have to worry about all that. Stop. He's a Bucks fan. I'm a, I'm a Bears fan. We don't know what he is. Bears. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Big huh? Yeah, big, 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 big gear for him this year. Big, big giant. Well, we'll ask Lawrence Tynes about that. Oh, he's gonna say, yeah, ten and ten and six. Nah, with the corona, they're gonna be eight and eight. It's because corona, though. We're gonna be eight and eight. How many? <laughs> how many times? That's 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 for another podcast. Yeah. Um. Okay, cool. You guys wanted to talk 
the Madden rankings came out for quarterbacks, right? Uh, for they've come out for, for everybody. Everybody, yeah. Running back, I think running backs and like defense has came out. Okay. That's, that's what I saw on Twitter. The big names. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't like them. You don't like? They're them. ridiculous. No, I don't running like. Running back. We wanted to talk quarterback, but the running backs. Nick Chubb is like the second or third best running back in the game. How can you not have Dalvin Cook in the top ten for like speed or whatever? Like, I mean, they he's still Chubb. a fast dude. Yeah, they have I Chubb agree. and Chubb is like a power back. Yeah, no. I agree. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't agree. I I agree that um, Cook should be higher than Chubb as far as speed or whatever. I completely agree with that. So that's yeah, that's. Very Saquon wasn't even in the top ten for speed. I mean, really? he's not known for speed, but th- I mean, I don't know. Maybe those other dudes are speed speed backs, but do y'all get Madden? Like, are y'all gonna? Well, yeah. I'm planning on getting it. Yeah, There's a lot get... of things in Madden though that I don't like, but I mean, I just feel like I gotta get it every year. It's just yeah. one of those things. It might be the only football that we get this year is Madden. Maybe, maybe. Oof. You know what? One thing I, I wish they would do. Yeah. Madden is the same game every year. Yeah. And there's a lot of things they changed that I I'm not a fan of. Like at least in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s, like you know 2005, 2006, they attempted to change things like QB vision was one thing. Now people yeah. hated the QB vision, but they at least attempted to change something to allow it to be different. Um and the one thing that they took away which you can do Madden Ultimate Team and all that if you're into that. I used to be into it just I hate starting with a terrible team and trying to build it up. I just don't have enough time to put in. And then by the time I'm playing, everybody's already advanced so far in the game that I, my team can't compete. But yeah. what I miss is being able to make my own player and just playing with my own dude like as a running back or a quarterback or something. You can't do that anymore. You have to play like the long shot. I just can't make my own dude with his own name. He gets drafted. He has an agent. Like, can't do that anymore. And I hate that. So huh. Passionate. Like, yeah, I, I like doing franchise, and I like picking a shitty team, kind of like my Redskins, who are the – So, you pick the Redskins. Yes, they're the second to the – I think they're overall 75 this year on Madden. So, I'll oh. pick them, yeah, and then we'll just progress, and we'll end up winning six or eight Super Bowls. <laughs> can you still import college teams into Madden? I haven't tried it, but can you import well, there's college no, teams? There's no college video game anymore. Yes, and uh uh-uh. oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, if NCAA, if NCAA was to come back with a video game, I, they would they could charge a hundred bucks. I'm buying NCAA, dude. Yep. Oh my god, dude, it would be it would be great. Yeah, I'd probably get fired. Um, I would. That's all I would want to do is play NCAA, especially if it's like I I don't know, like Dynasty mode, but make it on steroids to where online dynasty where you can like all of us can get in and like we can recruit against one another and we could cheat like the made up recruits like I could I would of course offer them like a bag a drop a bag and they would come to me but yeah that would be awesome if you could like recruit and if if NCAA if NCAA announced tomorrow that they were gonna uh come out with another game. How hard do you think Barstool would like lobby to get Coach Duggs on the cover of it? Oh, it would be it would be insane. Is he still doing that by the way? I haven't seen. 
I think he said if he won the national championship this year, then he was going to take a break and do like Madden or something. Okay. That he needs, yeah, that'll work. Then he'll turn out like Saban and then go back to college. Yeah. It's just if if NCAA football was to come out again, it would it would be a dream. And it's weird, like diehard Miami fan here, and I would do a French. I would do a. Uh, I keep saying franchise. I would do a dynasty with Miami, obviously. But I love getting the small teams and doing a dy- like the team that I always did a dynasty with was Georgia State. I would get Georgia State, um, and I, I wouldn't go like. I wouldn't do a ton of ranked teams in one season. I would no. be like, hey, let's start out. Let's play the number 10 team in week five and see what we can do and then just build from there. God, it was so damn fun. <laughs> That's what I did, but I, I was Wyoming every year. I started out with Wyoming. Oh, okay. Wyoming. Yeah. Let's get back to Madden, though, with the uh, rankings. Top five quarterbacks is what we said we were going to do. Yeah. Do you all have the list of what Madden did so we can – we can because I disagree with it, pretty uh, pretty you bad. Yeah, so you, I know you, you, top five. I the, know here's the list. I got it. It was Mahomes one as a ninety nine. Russell yeah. we, Russell Wilson two. Lamar Jackson three. Drew Brees four. Tom Brady five. Aaron Rodgers six. Matt Ryan seven. Deshaun Watson eight. Dak nine. Carson Wentz ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we talked about let's let's just do our personal five. Our top five. Yeah. You want to so, go one by one? Yeah, like you want to be top one? Obviously, we know who number one is. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no dispute that number one is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, yeah. is he a 99? Yeah, he's on yeah. all Madden. He is. He, he, I'm saying, is do you guys think he's a 99? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. He's got all right. Who's y'all's, who's y'all's number two? Lamar number Jackson. two, Lamar Jackson. That's Lamar, Lamar Jackson's my number two as well. Really? Yeah. Dude, especially See, for Madden. If you're talking Madden rate, like rankings, throwing and passing. Like, I mean, throwing and running. Like, he's just – like, this year he's going to be the Michael Vick of the 4 Madden. But also his stats. His stats last year were in real life. Were really yeah. He yeah, had a, I mean – He didn't do good in the playoffs, which his receivers dropped a lot of balls in that game. But yeah. What's your number two? I I can't I can't dispute it. You guys have made great points. I I was you guys have made great points. I'll go with Lamar okay. Jackson as number two. I don't want our everybody's top five to be the same. It's I not gonna be it, I promise. I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't think it will. But I'm just the, saying the first two were pretty easy, especially after the last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I think he's a real deal. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. I hope he doesn't turn into like an RG three situation. Yeah. Where he loses his ability to run. But um yeah, I think he right now he's clear cut number two. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's speed is 96. I want to say like 05 Vic, his speed was like 94 or something like that. Uh, I think. I mean, I mean, he passed his rushing record, so you have to give him the leg up there in speed. Dude's, oh, got yeah. wheel. Dude's got wheels. All right, who's number three for y'all? Deshaun Watson. Really? Yeah. See, I was going. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Westbrook. Well, West, yeah, I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson because Westbrook's. He's a good point guard, but I don't think he could be. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Russell Wilson for me is better. I would take Russell Wilson over Deshaun Watson. I don't know why. I just – I'm not a big Wilson guy. I just – I never have been. I don't know if it's because he's small. He has like – he's competitive, and that's what I like. He's a good dude. You're height-shaming like, him. 
You're height shaming. But I just, I mean, I just, he's not the guy that I'm like, I need to win. I mean, neither is Watson either. Neither is Watson either, but like, I don't look at him. I'm like, he's my guy to win. And Watson still has a lot of time to grow. Wilson's been in the league a lot longer, and I've never looked at him like, he's my guy. Russell Wilson had a quiet, like, ridiculous year last year. And I don't know if it's because he plays, like, all the way out in Seattle. I don't know, but. That might be why I don't like him. It might, I just. I'm not a huge. Uh, so you're West Coast shaming him. Well, I'm not a big West Coast guy. Maybe not it's because they always play at four o'clock, and like I'm just kind of tired and taking a nap at that point. Jeez. But I mean, gotta, I don't you gotta know. Go, man. You got to go out there and hit that surf, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that All means. Right, so that's my number three. Is is Watson? I like you guys. I like I like it. But. I, every time I see Russell, I think Westbrook. I'm a, I'm an idiot. I meant. I do Wilson. too. I almost said that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Every time, yeah. So I meant Wilson. All right, um, four. Who's y'all's four? And we four. need we need to post this on Twitter. So write down y'all's top five, so we can post on Twitter and give like people something to vote for. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Um. All right. My number four is Deshaun Watson, which Madden had him at number eight. So Brad had him at three. I had him at four. I don't yeah. get eight. I don't get how you can get eight out of that. There's yeah, no if way. Deshaun, if Deshaun Watson had a offensive line, he would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, He's look so at his much. numbers when – like his rookie season when he tore his ACL. Like yeah. he was on fire. He was on fire last year. Yeah. Now, now I will say I will say maybe eight now because he doesn't have Hopkins, but you can't do it based off of your receivers. Like it's got to yeah. be off the, the player. And then if your receivers can't catch in the game. But my number four – I'm sorry, Joe – Aaron Rodgers. Trubisky? Oh. Aaron Rodgers. Not Trubisky. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. I go on Aaron that's, Rodgers, dude. That's I mean, that, uh, the, allegedly, the dude's an asshole in real life. But, yeah, he's he's legit. Who's um, your number four? My number four is going to be Drew Brees. You can't you can't dispute what Drew Brees does. He's Just timeless. the age to me. The age. Timely. He's 147 years old. He goes out there and Just he balls. age. Like, we're talking Brees. We're talking – Brady that are in the top five for Madden, and there's no way getting into number five. There's no way Tom Brady's a top five quarterback no. in no. the league anymore. He's just not. I I mean I I love Tom Brady. I think he's awesome in the playoffs and all, but there is no way he's top five. I, I agree. My number five is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. My Same number five is Russell Wilson. So yeah. little bit differences there, but I just I feel like I. I like Watson's age and what he's done. And I just like Rodgers a lot as far as, like, I mean, he's never out of a game. Being he a really four. And then just five, being Wilson. Like, he's Super Bowl, obviously, and all. But I don't know. I, I, just, don't, I don't have, like, all the quarterbacks. I can't. But Carson Wentz in the top ten seems weird to me. Carson Wentz isn't that good. Mm-mm. I who, hate who that. Is, who is six through ten? Six through ten is Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz. So we left out Tom Brady, who I would um, obviously he would go somewhere in the six through ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I don't. I, I I'm trying to think of quarterbacks that's not on this list. Well, see, right after Dak Prescott at what is this eleventh is Baker Mayfield at seventy eight overall. Ugh, that's nasty. Yeah, that is nasty. <laughs> so apparently, there's only ten good. I'll, There's ten, good, and then right right after Baker is Kyler Murray, 
and then it goes Joe Burrows, Tua, <laughs> then it goes Tua, then it goes Jordan Love, Justin Damn, Herbert. No love for Kyler Murray. What about Daniel Daniel Jones? Yeah, that's bullshit. He's that below. Is, he's below Tua and Joe Burrow. That is fucking stupid. I didn't even <laughs> see that. I don't know, all right, dude. All right. No, I'm done, man. I'm not buying their shit. <laughs> I, I don't even I see those. Even see that? I don't even see those boys on here. I'm looking. Not not unless I'm just overlooking somehow. You've got you've got Rogers, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrows, Tua, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm. Okay, then. Cole they McDonald. just had to forget. This can't be. This can't, no, it, it you're, can't you're, be complete. Yeah, I think you're just you're just seeing a top ten and plus the rookies because there's no way. There's no way that uh, would you maybe, put Baker Mayfield hurts. after last year? Would you put Baker Mayfield above Daniel Jones? No, I would. I would rather have Daniel Jones, but I'd rather think have. About, think I, about. I'd rather have Kyler Murray than Carson Wentz. Yeah. Especially man, with Kyler Carson Murray, Wentz, man, I feel. T- I feel bad for that guy. He's got a ring, but he's going to forever be the guy that was great and then a backup came in and won when he got hurt and then he just couldn't do anything after that. And I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, and I feel bad for that dude. Kyler yeah. Murray is, is just because we're fantasy guys. Kyler Murray is going to be huge in fantasy this year. Okay, see, this list right here has got uh, Deshaun Watson eighth, and then it's got Phillip Rivers and Jimmy G tied for ninth. I don't know what the hell I just watched as, or me, looked at as far as lists. Where do they have Daniel Jones at? Uh, overall, 47. <laughs> no Damn, way. Damn, dude. No, I, I really don't know. I don't know. All right. I was about to – because, like – Brad about to get bucked. Would y'all rather have Jimmy G over Carson Wentz? Yeah. I, I'm well, taking – I'm taking Daniel Jones over no, Dak Prescott. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know I'm taking that. I'm Dak, but I'm well. I don't know I'm, now. Dak Dak has Dak's got the best offensive line in the league, and he's got an elite running back, arguably one of the best. Am- Amari Cooper, and he's got he an elite wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, CD Lamb, Lamb. They drafted CD Lamb. They're yeah. gonna be Cowboys. Gonna be stacked. Cowboys but gonna be nasty. Daniel Jones. I mean, what did Daniel Jones have really last year? What did he have? He has no receivers, but he still has exactly. no receivers. He's got Saquon, and he's got yeah. But what I'm saying is, is if I'm just taking a dude, the way he's making those passes to those receivers, I would take Another, that over I think Josh Allen should be top ten. I, I forgot all about Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh, I, I, I'm taking I, Josh Allen definitely over Dak. I feel Me too. like I feel like the I feel like the complete rankings haven't came out yet because I feel like it was just because I didn't. Yeah, it hasn't came out yet because I haven't. I didn't see Josh Allen. I didn't see a bunch of guys on that list. So, but we have the top ten. We have the top ten. I think all of us would rather have them over Carson Wentz for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's hard yeah, to say. Yeah, for sure. Hard to say. Dak would probably so be my number eleven. Who would you rather have over Josh Allen? Oh no, I'm a big Josh Allen guy. Give me Josh Allen. Yeah. I'm a big Josh Allen guy. All right. Let's digress. We did our top five. There, our top five is. It's fun though. I it could talk. Fun, yeah. I could talk quarterbacks and stuff like this. Yeah. Right. Speaking of quarterbacks, we talked to a quarterback here in, in a little bit, Matt Schaub. Um, the hit that he took. That oh, I want to change my top five. Schaub is number five for me now. Shot. Okay. Same here. Schaub's number two. I had him guy. in fantasy. I had him in fantasy when he was in Houston. 
Yeah. Shab's house is bigger than the town we live in. <laughs> really? <yeah. laughs> I, let's be honest with you. It's borderline. <laughs> like when I was watching that video, it's borderline absurd. It was. Uh, why do you need a house that big? Should have asked him that. Damn. Um. Anyways. You want to talk some? Uh, you want to talk stoppage time? We missed it last week. We did. I wasn't going to say anything. I was waiting for you to 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 mention it, and you didn't. And so we went the whole show without talking about it, and I was hurt. But I was going to let you bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up and push. I don't. No. I don't want to be that that pushy fan. That one that tries I, to get you to like what I like. Did I not text? Did I not text like when I was producing it? And was like, hey, we forgot stoppage time. No, I was thinking it then because I, I, I was literally like, we forgot. Mm-hmm. I have questions. All right, um, well, stoppage time. Um, that's the end of the end of the soccer game. The, the added minutes that they add on are like wasted time and stuff. So, what we do here is I say like a fact or something about soccer, and then give Hudgens and Brad a chance to ask questions. Because, um, because Hudgens and Brad has no idea what soccer is. Yeah, y'all have y'all have no idea what I'm talking about or what's going on in soccer. So I wanted to talk, and I think y'all are going to agree with this. The in soccer, the relegation battle, which we talked about maybe before. I don't know. Where do y'all know what the regulation? What yeah, do y'all know what that is? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So if you finish in the bottom three of the league, then you get demoted to oh okay yeah yeah so it makes it makes every game at the end of the season so important it it makes the bottom of the league like the last couple place teams those those games are more interesting than mm-hmm. the top teams because if if you get if you get relegated and you go down to the the championship which is the second tier of english football um it's like a hundred million dollar difference that you get. Sheesh. And so like if 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 you go down, you have to sell your players because the players don't want to play in the championship. They want to play in the Premier League. So you lose that. Um, you lose a lot of fans, you lose TV money. It's it's like it's a huge deal if if you do not stay up in the Premier League. There's teams that will get down to the championship. And they've lost so much that they go to the third level and then the fourth level. And so it makes it interesting. It makes the championship. You want to watch the championship. Do you want to see the top? Because if you finish in the top three in the championship, you get to go to the Premier League the, the following year. Mm. So, yeah. it's, so every year there's three different teams in the, in the league. And so that makes it yeah, interesting. That's awesome. yeah. And so think about if in NFL, if there was – another league of like the XFL or something where if you won the XFL, you got to go into the NFL or if you were like the Jaguars or the Redskins or somebody like that. Has there ever been a team, has there ever been a team in the championship that won the championship and then were immediate contenders in the premier league? Um, not usually, usually, usually teams, don't if they go to the Premier League, they get so much money and they can spend it. It's the second year they're in the Premier League that they usually go back down. The first year is like they're they're playing on a high. Every now and then there'll be teams that go back right back down, but mm-hmm. 
Um, no, it, they're usually terrible. The, the three teams that usually go back in the Premier League are teams that just get destroyed. You, but, no, they don't. You see, the thing, the thing about the English Premier League, it's only three or four teams are yeah. going to win. Have, are so, injured. have there ever been those top-tier teams? Have they ever been, like, so bad that they just got pushed to the championship a year? Long, long, long time ago. Not so much now because now it's all about money and how much yeah. you have. And those big teams have so much money that they they don't ever have to worry about going down. But back in the day when money wasn't a big thing, they – yeah, I mean, Man City has gone down before. Um, so, yeah, big clubs go down. Big clubs don't go down nowadays. But. Okay. I have a question. Okay. You're a big overseas soccer – Premier League, whatever. Yes. You shit on MLS. I do. If you had to pick an MLS team, yeah, who would it be? Probably Atlanta United because their crowd is like – it's like an English Premier League setting. Like they're crazy. They, they sing. They're loud. Their, they don't crowd, is, their crowd is nasty. They have a good team. So probably Atlanta how, United. How is their – I don't understand that. Because Atlanta, all they've ever been has been Braves – and Falcons. They like the Hawks, yeah, but they lost the Thrashers. The Hawks don't really have that big of a crowd. Yeah. And then, and then soccer just all of a sudden is huge. I don't know how that happened. Where are these people coming from? I think it's just the popularity of soccer. I mean I I think it's it's like a hipster thing where it's like the new thing and like there's a lot of there's a lot of Benz Dome is nice. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. See that they were they were good, so the MLS isn't that old to where there's new teams all the yeah. time. It seems like, and so it's like the new, it's like the cool thing. Hey, let's go to a. Oh cycle. yeah, yeah. So. See, if I had to be a fan of an MLS team, I would just keep it. I would I would just be in a Miami fan, the new Miami yeah. that David Beckham the, started. The, just the, because the, I love their lo- I love their colors like pink and blue, and I just like it. I just so went with the revolution. The thing that I don't like about the MLS is it's made up of really old players that are past their prime that have played in Europe and stuff, and then they come over to the MLS for, like, their last years, and they're not any good anymore. And the young people that are in the MLS, if they're good, like clubs in England and Spain and stuff will buy them. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like – the quality, um, the quality of the game isn't as good as overseas. So, just to put it kind of in my in a perspective that I would understand, it's like when you have NBA players that are great, and then they go play in like China or yeah, one of those. Okay, it's that's like the, makes sense. yeah, yeah, it's like okay. that. China makes sense. All right, so that's enough soccer talk. What do you guys say? You guys want to jump into this uh, Matt Schaub interview? Let's do, let's do it. I mean, I think we should. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk Manscaped. Manscaped is the best ever. What you need to do, go to manscaped.com. Use our promo code STADIUM. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Go get you a lawnmower 3.0. It's wireless. It's got a light. It'll shave your back hair or your face or your balls, whatever you want it to shave. Um, everyone who is listening to this, do not forget, please subscribe Leave us a rating if it's bad. Leave a no, bad one. It's no, good. no, no. Just I'm if, just saying. 
If, if your mom to, I mean, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Exactly. So either, so either five stars or just leave us alone, man. Find something else. You know what? It's actually okay. Um, follow us on Twitter at Stadium Drive Pod. We're kind of funny on there, kind of not. Sometimes we get two thousand likes. Sometimes we get zero. <laughs> let's do it. Let's jump into this Matt Schaub interview. Yes, let's do it. See you. It's that boys. All right, guys, welcome back to the Stadium Drive Podcast interview segment. We have a very special guest on this afternoon. He is entering his 17th season with the NFL. He's currently with the Atlanta Falcons. It is Matt Schaub. What's up, man? Hey, not much. How y'all doing? Good. Doing good. Hey, man. We, uh, we appreciate you coming on and hanging out. Yeah, appreciate it. It's cutting into uh, the evening uh, Schaub household agenda of bedtimes and reading books. So uh, the longer we can keep this going, uh, you know, we'll be pretty good. Hey, <laughs> hey we'll hang out. Uh, yeah, that, that's what um, that's what Lawrence Tynes said too, and we had Lawrence Tynes on for a while. So. Um, so let's talk about your podcast, the Quarterback Connection. Now, it's a pretty interesting. Uh, group you got you three you got Doug Flutie and Maggie Hetzel tell us how that started yeah so uh the three of us we all we all have the same representation first of all so it was a natural fit and with everything going on and the lack of uh sports content and live sports in general um especially for Doug you know he does the works with NBC and does all the Notre Dame games and everything so he has a lot of experience in the broadcasting and sports world and Maggie uh working with the University of Alabama and all her background uh, for me, it was something I wanted to try to do while there wasn't anything to do, no football and working out right. on my own, um, getting together with guys throwing. But I wanted to, you know, something that could lead to a post-football uh, career, whether it's broadcasting or radio, something like that, just talking sports, talking uh, ball a little bit. And, um, you know, so talking with representation, they're like, well, let's put something together and see if uh, we can get a group. And uh, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun uh, having one show a week uh, and recording and having a pre-show and coming up with topics, trying to keep it football. But we branch out and talk baseball and basketball and uh, things like that, especially with all those sports opening up. There is more and more now that we can talk about. Uh, right. But it's been fun. It's been uh, it's been enjoyable to have to research and keep up to up to date with uh, all the different sports. Right. I know. We, we started this podcast back in December and it is definitely our luck to where we started a podcast and then sports get canceled. <laughs> right. Like, oh my gosh. What do we do? So it, it's been a struggle so far, but it's, it's been fun. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely challenging. I mean, one thing um, for Doug Flutie and I, I mean, it's, you know, we, it's the quarterback corner. So when we look for topics, we just let's talk about quarterbacking and, and being the quarterback, what it's like, certain things within football. I mean, we've had we have little topics within each show. We have the inside the pocket, we call it. And that's just the nuts and bolts of what's going on in football and what we do as quarterbacks on day to day. You know what happens uh, in the huddle, you know, during, uh, you know, timeouts, halftime, things like that. And then we go outside the pocket and we'll talk about when golf opened up or uh, baseball, what's happening with them and everything like that. So we try to mix it up, but it's, it's natural for us. Cause it's, it's talking about being a quarterback, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a strange world. I mean, we're, we're starving for live sports and that's when, 
you know, I guess uh, that golf, what was it, the match with uh, mm-hmm. Peyton and Tom Brady and then uh, yeah. Tiger and Phil. And, I mean, the ratings were through the roof because people just wanted to watch people actually competing live. And, yeah. um, you know, so that was cool to see. But, you know, now the soccer and, and NASCAR are back going, uh, it's giving people something to watch. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, Tom was struggling. He was on the struggle bus there for a little bit. He was <laughs> ripped his he pants. He was. I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I, was I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, the, the weather was terrible. And he had yeah. played eighteen before that. Even like he played eighteen that morning. So yeah, I don't know. I that think, was. I don't think he had much sympathy from the sports world that uh, <laughs> you know, he was struggling. I think everyone was kind of enjoying it. But then he he hold out for an eagle on that one par five. You know, he didn't have two good shots, but then he hold out from whatever was like one hundred and ninety yards and miraculously like turn it around a little bit but uh yeah he struggled i hear you cool man i got a couple questions for you breaking down the past a bit so in 04 uh you know drafted by atlanta obviously the year of eli big ben and philip rivers as well but uh to atlanta they had mike vick what was that like getting traded to them in the third round and were you expecting that uh, that day right no i wasn't in fact atlanta Prior to that, the during the combine and all the draft prep, they hadn't really hinted at looking for a quarterback whatsoever. They didn't interview any quarterbacks at the combine, or you know, they didn't send many coaches out to any of the workouts for anyone. Uh, so, and what not many people realize is that was the year Mike Vick was coming off of his leg injury. So that was when he missed all of 2003. And I uh, forget the quarterbacks that Atlanta had. I think it was like a Doug, Doug Johnson and, and Kurt Kittner or something like that were rotating. And so um, they both ended up being gone. So there was just Mike and that was it. And when I got the call, um, I had no idea that they were interested in a quarterback. But I also knew that their new system with Jim Moore as the head coach and Greg Knapp as a coordinator coming from San Francisco, that it was going to be a West Coast type of offense. And it was very similar to what I ran at Virginia. Um, so when they called me, I was like, okay, this is interesting. We have wildly different skill sets. We have Mike Vick and me, and we couldn't be two more different quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, obviously being a Virginia guy and him, Virginia tech, I was like, this is another thing that this is not a great fit, (laughs) but, uh, you know, it turned out to be awesome for me because one, I got a lot of playing time in the preseason because he wasn't going to be out there very long because coaches didn't want to get him hurt. Um, so I was got a ton of reps and it gave me an opportunity to show what I could do, but it was definitely something I had no idea was going to happen, but it was a blessing. My parents live in Marietta. Um, so they were about four, they were, when I moved down here, it was nice to have them about 45 minutes away. So it was cool, you know, comfortable environment. Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So we're in South Georgia. So, I mean, not, not too far from, uh, from Atlanta. So that's pretty cool. Um, after playing for the Falcons, though, you get traded to the Texans. What's your favorite memory from Houston? And uh, was it the 527 yards or was it Andre Johnson versus Cortland Finnegan? What's your I favorite memory? It's hard to pinpoint just one. I mean, there were so many. You know, I had seven great years in Houston. Uh, we had uh, an incredible group of teammates in that locker room. I mean, we were close-knit. You know, as close-knit as you're going to find in the NFL and a lot of guys that were in the same walk of life um in their mid to late 20s you know getting married having kids at the same time so we had such a great bond um throwing to Andre Johnson helped having a coach like Gary Kubiak helped you know quarterback mind and um you know we had a ton of great years but uh you know fell short of our ultimate goal but Mm -hmm. uh, there was just so many memories I mean I to, to pinpoint one would be doing the others an injustice but 
um, man, it was a great place to live and, and a great town and, you know, sports town. And it was a lot of fun. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of people from there? Or? I do. I have a good group of friends, probably like seven to 10 guys that I still keep in touch with regularly, whether it's via text or, you know, chain text chains or even going on golf trips. I still have like three or four buddies from there that we try to go once a year to, to somewhere and play golf for a couple of days. Oh, okay. Let me, let me interrupt you real quick, Brad. All right. Who's the best, who's the best athlete you have played golf with? Now we've, we've asked this to Scobie and Tynes and DJ Shockley. Who, who do you think, who's the best athlete you've played with? The best athlete? As, as far as professional with. athlete, you know. Yeah. I mean that, man, that's, that's tough. Um, I don't know. I that's a tough one. I'll have to think on that. Maybe we'll have to come back to that one because that one's tough. I mean, I've I played with so many good athletes. I mean, uh, some of the guys in Houston. I mean, it, what's incredible is football players, especially some linemen. People don't realize how good of athletes they are. They just think of linemen like, oh, they're big, they're fat, they're slow, mm -hmm. this and that. But some of them are just incredible athletes, and they, they, can, they can play other sports. It's crazy. So who, who was the best golfer? Yeah. Was he a kicker? That, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh, the best golfer. Yeah, I thought sorry, you meant sorry. best athlete. I'm like, yeah. best athlete. I mean, yeah. uh, the best golfer. So I have two guys from, from Houston, and, and they, right now they're playing unbelievable good golf because they, they play all the time now. But um, Kevin Walter was a wide receiver for us. He played opposite Andre Johnson. He's really good. And a tight end we had who played alongside Owen Daniels. His name is Garrett Graham. I think he's like a plus one or plus two right now. Um, and he's mm -hmm. unbelievably good. Awesome. Okay. And, After, and along and along with them, I'll tell you this: Matt Ryan's very good. Really? Um, I've I've not played around with him where he hasn't been probably at least at worst in the mid seventies at worst. Wow. Okay. That's nice. nice. I know we so, uh we asked DJ Shockley if he was any good, and he was like, "I'm not good. I just like to go have fun." So. Well, the first thing that happens when you say that you are is you go out and you, you, you have the shanks. I mean, you're, you're tin cup <laughs> out there and you're just chili dipping them over cup. there, uh, right. you know, and, and you know, you don't want to ever say like, you're, you're, you're really good. So you right. have to be modest. And I haven't played with shock in a while, but um, I know I see him out there on his social media quite a bit. So I think I have to say he's getting better. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. So after playing in Houston, you played for a few teams and then ended back in Atlanta. We had a fan ask, uh, what's it like playing in Atlanta versus some of the other teams that you've played for? What's the differences? Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, um, I knew, you know, I met, I met my wife here before we, I went to Houston. So I knew we were going to want to get back to the Southeast. And, and uh, Kyle Shanahan was the coordinator here in 15 and 16. And um, I almost made it happen to where I could get here in 15. Um, but that didn't work out. So in 2016, we were able to make it work out to get back and, and play for him and, and his offense. And I knew Matt you know, from way back. So that was a natural fit in the quarterback room, but playing in Atlanta, I mean, there's so much fun stuff to, you're just living. Atlanta's a great city to live in um, and raise a family. Um, there's so much to do. You can get anywhere, you know, traveling. Um, and, and, and as far as the sports go, I mean, it, it's, it's a great town to be uh, living in and playing in. Um, the fan base has been really good. Uh, um, and we're a good team um, mm -hmm. as opposed yeah. to other places places I've been I mean I was in Baltimore the year before that coming here and then in Oakland before that now I'll say this I mean Oakland 
um, is not one of the great places to go play, although the uniforms are awesome, <laughs> the colors and, and in California health and California weather. But outside of that, um, especially that time, I mean, it wasn't a desirable place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you know, you just take it for what's worth and understand that that big ball of fire up in the sky, it uh, costs a lot to live there. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, Houston, Houston and Atlanta were very similar. I remember when I left, in 2007, the spring of 07 to go from Atlanta to Houston, very similar as far as cities and places to live. Now, topography and things like that were wildly different. Um, Houston's just a, you know, flat and you can see forever when you're like on the 20th floor of a business. Uh, but here it's a little bit different, but mm. uh, both great places to live. Here you That's go. awesome. So your first year back to Atlanta it was 2016 which happened to be 28 to three, the Super yep. Bowl. Yep. Tell us, man. It, oh, brutal. Tell us, tell us how the uh, locker room was after that game. Well, man, <laughs> the build up to that game, the, well, going back to beginning of December, I mean, I think at that, that season we were seven and five at one point. And the yeah. December that we had and the January that we had as a football team were unbelievable. I mean, we, we really started clicking as a team, both on on both sides of football. And I mean, we were unstoppable. I mean, we were getting turnovers and we were scoring tons of points. I mean, we were blowing people out. And then in the playoffs, you know, we, we took care of Seattle and Green Bay handily, really, right. in, in both of those games. And then, you know, Super Bowl, I mean, up until three minutes left in the third quarter, I mean, things were just falling in line with the way the previous two months had gone. And so, yeah. I mean, it was just like nothing could go wrong everything was going right and then there was just one or two plays there that you know like any football game can go I mean mm-hmm. one or two plays that decided the outcome you know we had a, a fumble on offense and then we had a, pen, a couple penalties and um you know on that last drive they knocked us out of field goal range and um, you know really really hurt us and their offense really started clicking and a couple plays for them and a couple third downs and a crazy catch by uh, Julian Edelman um, mm-hmm. And it was a different story, but the locker room, I mean, it was um, as bad as you can imagine. I mean, it was, it was rough. I mean, yeah. from things, things, things getting thrown to, you know, you know, lot tears. I mean, like it was, it was crushing. Cause I mean, we had the game under control and we had yeah. everything right there in front of us. And I mean, so it was devastating. It was really hard. I mean, it was the evening after that. And then it was a tough flight home the next day. And it oh, still yeah. hurts to think about it. I mean, when it gets brought up, I mean, it's thanks a lot, Hudgens. <laughs> hey, I'll get, I'll get back into happy memories a little bit. Uh, I wanted to know that question though as well. I'm just curious, but the yeah, uh, sure. The um, you might not be able to answer this, but past or present, you've had a lot of them. Uh, who was your favorite receiver to throw to? Obviously, you had Hopkins and Andre Johnson for a long time, and now Julio. Do you have a a favorite receiver or someone you just clicked with the most? Um, during like yeah yeah i mean andre's my guy i mean i he was my my go-to guy for seven years and there we um, go to this to this day you know we 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 text uh fairly frequently and you know man i i love that guy i mean he's he's a hard hardest one of the hardest workers i've ever been around and you know so reliable and he was there every day worked his tail off um he was you know wednesday thursday friday he was out there practice and you know he showed up in the games and so i would never go against him and now julio Julio's in the same mold. I just haven't had as much time on task with Julio right. in live action than I had did with Andre. 
Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Uh, let's talk some current stuff. It's, I mean, I'm sure you're tired of talking about it. We're tired of asking it really, but how has Corona affected your off season personally? Uh, you know, it, it's affected a lot, to be honest with you. I mean, it, you have a lot of time prior to the off-season conditioning program, which usually starts up the third week of April, um, where you work out on your own, you do your own training, you stay in shape so that when you hit that nine-week off-season program, you're ready to go. Uh, but just to be able to be in the building with your teammates, you know, establishing that foundation as a team before the rookies come in um, and, and start working out, training, throwing, doing things in the building that you know, you can get better as a football team and, you know, go back and reflect on the year before of what you did well, what you didn't do well. And so you can start building what you want to be this coming season. Um, and you're as well, you're in meetings with coaches and you're doing that. And then you have OTAs where you're actually going out and you're practicing what you want to put into your system or how you want to play the next year. And we're missing all that. Now we had Zoom meetings just like we're doing right here. And that's how we could meet. And that's all we could do um, as a football team. You know, you couldn't – didn't have practices. You know, we tried to get together a group of guys and go throw, but you're just doing that on air. You're not doing, you know, seven-on-seven. Seven. You're not doing game-like situations, two-minute mm -hmm. drills. So you're missing out on all that live uh, – those live reps that a lot of guys need, especially young guys. I mean, guys going into year two, year three, that's such valuable time for them that they can get better as a football player and teams can really see them develop and see them get better – um, as opposed to waiting till training camp and finding out, okay, what has this guy been doing? How is he going to, how has he gotten better? And so we missed out on all that. For me, I mean, it's been a lot of garage workouts. I have as much, I have everything I need in my garage. I have a little gym set up where I can get all my workouts in, but it was challenging just from a standpoint, you weren't around your teammates and that's, right. that's what we're used to. Mm -hmm. We're used to structure as football players and having a agenda and we have an itinerary and we have to be somewhere at a certain time and, you know, when we're out on the field, the horn blows, the one of those air horns, and, and you go running, and you know what to do. Like, we're, we're trained, and we're just – that's the mode we fit in. And so when you don't have that, you don't have that structure, it can go a little sideways. But um, it's just been – for me, it's been family time, homeschooling, and getting up early and doing my work in the morning before the kids get up. Yeah. And, and another thing that they're, they're already saying is going to change is a shortened preseason – uh, what's your thought on that? If I think I read something today that they might only play one preseason game. So what, what's your thoughts on a shortened preseason? Uh, I'm a fan of it. I mean, I think yeah. four is too many. I mean, whether, whether coronavirus or not, I think the preseason is too long. It can be shorter. Um, you know, there's enough practice time. There's enough, there's enough there for players to be evaluated, especially young players. And, the guys that I guess you consider on the roster bubble. I mean, there's plenty of plenty there, whether it's practice tape. Now, you also usually would have the off-season program, which we didn't have, so coaches could see what rookies can do. But, um, you know, I, I think there's always enough film there and just get them in a couple game situations um, where you can see what they're going to do and what they know. But I'm a fan of fan of it I shorten in the preseason because then it gives you more time to just practice and establish what you want to be as a football team and not have to worry about oh we got to go play another team and there could be a risk there of you know contracting this virus you know you don't want to put yourself at risk until necessary and that would be the regular season when the games ultimately do count yeah and when the regular season starts the possibility of no fans I mean as a fan, I don't I don't know if I would go to a, a game if they were 10, 
20% in the stadium. I think that would be weird. But if there's no fans at all, how, how weird do you think that would be playing in? Yeah, it would be very weird. It would be very strange. You'd lose that – just that – that feel, that energy, that excitement, whether you're home or on the road. Now on the road, I'd welcome it because the crowd noise factor wouldn't be an issue (laughs) and you wouldn't have to worry about the silent cadences and, you know, changing up uh, your silent counts so the teams aren't teeing off on third down. You know, New Orleans will be a lot less uh, noisy. Um, You know, going to Green Bay will be a lot less noisy. Kansas City we go to this year. So uh, some of those places that are notoriously really loud, um, it really dull them down and make it a lot more – uh, easy to communicate, um, but it's just gonna, you're going to lose that that energy that the fans bring and the crowd brings. Um, and there's nothing better, to be honest with you. And I think you'd you'd hear this from every guy you'd talk to. There's nothing better in the NFL than going on the road and quieting seventy thousand people. And uh, you know, <laughs> it's just you on the sideline and going to that locker room knowing you shut them up. You know, there's nothing better than winning <laughs> on the road and, and quieting a visit a home crowd for the other team. That's awesome. Yeah. I can see that. Um, all right, you had, a, you had a long career as a starter. You're the backup now for Matt Ryan. What's your mindset when you go into a game if you don't know if you're going to get in? Um, you got to stay focused on the sideline. But what's your mindset personally when you go into a game? Yeah, like, like you're going to be the guy out there taking the first nap. You know, everything, um, it doesn't change. And it's something that going back to my first three years in Atlanta behind Mike Vick, um, I was trained that way and that's how I had to approach it. And, you know, there was plenty of games where something would happen and he would have to come out for a play or two and I have to go in, you know, the way he played and how much he ran the ball, he got hit quite a bit. So that really got me in tune to that and I guess trained me. So um, now in this role uh, back here in Atlanta, you know, that's how I approach it. And after having been a starter, I know what I have to feel like mentally um, going into the game, the only thing I miss out on is the reps uh, in practice. You know, Mac takes all those reps with the offense because, you know, he needs them. There's not many of them to go. And so I just use my reps to get the defense ready as if it's my game reps. And so uh, that's how I have to approach my practice and my physical preparation. But as far as, you know, Sundays, you know, I do everything as if I'm going out there for the first nap and, you know, I just have to sit there and stay loose. Yeah. Right. So, you mentioned Matt Ryan. <clears throat> There's two Matts in the quarterback room. Do you guys have like nicknames or, you know, when somebody says, Hey Matt, do you both go, Oh, yeah, what's going on? No, I pretty much know that if Matt said into that room, it's usually <laughs> talking to him. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, honestly, you know, he usually goes by Matt or, you know, we call, you know, I, I, some guys call him Deuce. I call him Deuce. Um, okay. Some guys call him Ice as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm usually known as Shab or Shabby. Um, okay. You know, or we, you know, Ocho for my number. But, oh. So, yeah, I mean, what, what people – so back in, you mentioned 2016, our quarterback room, it was Matt Ryan, me, Matt Sims was on our practice squad, right. and our quarterback coach was Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. was the head coach for the Packers. So we had four Matts <laughs> in the room. Wow. Damn. And, and, and we had Matt Bosher was our punter. Matt yeah. Bryant was our kicker. God. So – we had we had mats everywhere, and everyone on our roster that was a uh, single digit number was Matt. Like we went through it, it, it was like this is crazy. I mean, we had four mats in our quarterback room, and, and, and then you threw Kyle in there, and it you know got different. But you know, it's kind of weird. But yeah, so usually I know if like a door the door opens and and Dan Quinn walks in and he says, "Hey Matt," 
I don't even look up. It, he's not talking. <laughs> Jeez, I got you. So, um, <laughs> what has been your worst football? Well, it's two part question. Yeah. What's your worst football hit? And then what has been your worst football injury? Okay, my worst football hit, 2012 Denver Broncos. Uh, we're playing out there. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're beating them pretty good. We, we, we had a pretty explosive uh, offense in the first half. Well, we, the play before the big hit, I got a rough in the passer on Vaughn Miller. I mm. completed a third down, third down completion in the flat on third and two. And he did one of those, you know, kind of drove me in the ground. I mean, it's ticky tack, but it, it is a foul. And, right. you know, I got up right or wrong. I was chirping at him. I know Vaughn, so I was chirping <laughs> at him a little bit. And one of the linebackers came up and said, that's, that's not a smart move. And so the next play, we ran one of our, uh, you know, bootleg, take a double move shot down the sideline to Andre Johnson. And right as I let it go, I got sandwiched between one of their D linemen and Joe Mays, one of their linebackers. Yep. And he, Joe hit me up in the chin. Um, and my helmet, it flew off probably like 10 yards away. Um, and you know, a little pat on my own back. It was still a pretty good throw. Andre and Champ Bailey had a little battle for it in the end zone, but yeah, that one, that one got me pretty good. Um, the little speaker that we have that the coach talks to us as it was coming off, uh, cut my ear. People thought like I lost a piece of my ear. Well, it was just, yeah. it was just a bad, cut. it was a bad cut. I didn't lose. I didn't have to have surgery on my ear or anything, but uh, that one, that one was pretty good, and it looked pretty vicious. It looked worse, honestly, than it felt, um, but it, it it got me pretty good. And now the worst um, injury, um, honestly, was when I had my Liz Frank foot injury um, the year before in 2011. Uh, mostly because our team was really good. That was probably one of the better teams I was on between right. 11 and 12. Um, we were in Tampa Bay. It was week 11. We were seven and three, and we're winning. I think like 20 to nothing or 24 to nothing right before the half. And we're on our own goal line coming out and we run a quarterback sneaking. Gary Kubiak's not a quarterback sneak guy coming off of the goal line, but we had no room and we didn't want to get a safety and have to give him a short field. So he said, run a quarterback sneak. Well, Albert Hainsworth fell on the, my heel and broke my foot. Mm. And it was right before half went in, cut the tape off. My foot was starting to swell, taped it back up got some of the good pain pills that they have, <laughs> you know, try to I played the rest of the game, but only had to throw three passes in the second half because we were beating them so good. And so I just handed off to Arian Foster and just gave him a heavy dose of the run game. Right. And not really knowing what the status of my foot was. And, you know, after the game, we got all the tests and I mean, my foot was basically unrecognizable except for having toenails. It was wow. pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty ugly. I mean, it was like a cinder block. Um, and then they told me, yeah, you're going to have to have surgery and be out the rest of the year. And so that was really devastating because we worked so hard the you know four years before that to get to a point to win a division, you know, have a chance to have a deep playoff run. And that was our best team. We had a, a very good defense uh, led by Wade Phillips. And then uh, with Arian in the backfield and our passing game, you know, we were, we were forced to be reckoned with. And um, so to miss that time was, was really tough. Now, that's a football guy right there. All right. You, you get that type of injury. I can't you're like, I'm, I'm going back out. I'm playing. That is incredible. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, it, it's just something you do. I mean, when you look at you can get guys in the huddle and you look at their faces, you want to do whatever you can. If you can stand, you want to be out there. And yeah, um, I could do just enough looking at, I remember watching the tape and 
I couldn't, I could barely move. It was just enough to just get the ball from center and, and hand it off there and say, go ahead. I just turn and watch him. There was no keeping my fakes or anything like that. We weren't running any bootlegs either. That was bad. <laughs> That's wild. Wow. I'm tapping out if I have a foot blister. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, well, Brad, you have actually, you had a foot blister. We, we played a backyard <laughs> yeah, football game. The guy had a true. foot blister. He tapped out. <laughs> he was, you got to get the right socks you got to get the right socks that's that's true that's true you go. <laughs> and or don't wear a fresh pair of cleats either don't you know you got to break in the cleats before you uh wear them wow. out there. we should have had this interview years ago <laughs> i know you, you would have yeah so um people say that once you become an nfl quarterback you're essentially a part of a fraternity and i believe you've said this yourself as at uh on your um podcast so who are some of your favorite guys you've shared the quarterback room with? Yeah, right now, Matt Ryan's one of my favorite guys. You know, he, he you know, it's the first one that comes to mind. But going back right. to my Houston days, I had a, I had a room that uh, had Dan Orlovsky, um, who does a great job for ESPN now, a longtime right. NFL quarterback. Matt Leinert was also in the room with me uh-huh. um, at the same time. Um, two outstanding guys and great uh, friends and guys that you could really lean on. They were really supportive uh, of me um, during my time together with them. And uh, then TJ Yates, um, who played for a good bit, was a young player. He came, he's the one that came in and led the team after my foot injury in 2011. He was a rookie. So we were teammates from 11, 12, and 13. Um, unbelievable guy. Still really keep in touch with him. He's back coaching now with the Houston Texans. Um, so those are a few guys that, you know, were awesome teammates and awesome guys to, you know, share the quarterback room with. Right. I hear you. I hear you. So, awesome. so a couple months ago, I, I actually seen it on YouTube. You, your house, it was, it was on a YouTube video called celebrity house sitting. It was back in like January, December yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I, incredible house, by the way, I don't know how you don't get, <laughs> I don't know how you don't get lost. <laughs> um, I only go to a few places. I only <laughs> but I, I, I seen some sports memorabilia and, and autographs and all as well. You've got some behind you there. What is some of your favorite sports memorabilia pieces that you have? Yeah, I think first and foremost is uh, I have a signed football by Walter Payton, uh, um, which is probably one of my, my favorite things. Uh, my dad was able to get that for me. We live, Growing up, we moved around quite a bit, but he worked in Chicago when I was young and I first started liking football and that was in the mid eighties. And, you know, the 85 bears are still one of my all time favorite teams in the Super Bowl shuffle and those guys. So um, that was, that was the first time I really started paying attention to football. And so it was Walter Payton and Jim McMahon, those guys, I mean, it was a pretty good crew. And so that, that's probably my number one uh, um, memorabilia thing that I have. Um, a funny one um, is so Morton Anderson, kicker, all-time yeah. leading scorer. Maybe I think he still is in, in NFL history. You know, my in 2006, my last year here before being traded to Houston. Um, you know, he got signed to the team uh, week two or three of the season. We were having some kicking issues, and we signed him. You know, he was like 57 years old in his 29th year. <laughs> I, you know, I think, I think he was like, he was in his 24th year. I think he's like 44, 45 at the time. So Incredible. he's guy. I, I never held for a left footed kicker and I was the holder. And so this is completely backwards. And here I am holding for a guy who at the time was knocking on the door of the all time record. And right. I'm like, I don't want to screw this up. And we had a rookie snapper. So, I mean, things were already like <laughs> dicey at best. And 
so we we go out. We're playing Dallas on a Monday night here at home at the Georgia Dome, and we scored two touchdowns. Good. He was three. He was two points from tying, three from from taking the record. So we go out to kick like the third extra point or whatever, and it's this kick will seal the deal. And he makes it obviously an extra point chip shot, but we, he jumped, he jumped. Here's like a 47 year old guy jumping to like celebrate with me. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go up and chest bump this guy. It's gonna look awkward. He's going to fall over and I can't let him fall. He's going to turn his ankle. So I catch him. I didn't know what to do. I froze. I just caught him in midair, like hugging him. Well, this guy, Morton, and I love him. I see he, he, he belongs to the same golf club as me. He takes his legs and wraps his legs around me and like locks them behind my back. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing right now? Like, this is like football and you're locking your legs around. Well, we go in the building the next day or the next week, and there's a yellow envelope in my locker. And I guess our, our cameraman or one of the team photographers caught the image from like the sideline right there looking at us. And his legs locked around me, and there's Morton. He, he he signed it for me. This photo. I mean, it's like there's like one image. I'm like, man, this couldn't sum it up and be more perfect because he was that type of guy. But you know, I have that framed and down there near uh, all my stuff. So it was pretty cool because you know I was able to hold for the all time you know record holder. Yeah, yeah, that That's is awesome. incredible. That is awesome. And and have him wrap his legs around me. I'm like, man, this is <laughs> not a good look right now. I'm <laughs> wow. So um, just a few more questions for you, and we'll let you go. We know you're a busy guy, and uh, we appreciate you coming on again. Absolutely. Um, so you've, you've been in the league a long time. 17 years is phenomenal. I mean, you know, you see first-round draft picks last three years. So have you thought about when you will eventually hang up the cleats? You know, I think I, it's been something I've thought about the past few years, um, just not knowing, you know, what the next year will hold or, you know, when I signed here back in 2016, I did sign a, um, a two-year deal. Uh, but, you know, you didn't know because the second year wasn't guaranteed and the team would let me know like they wanted me to have, have me back. And, you know, being at home, like this is going to be our home uh, right. moving forward. You know, it, I still love what I do and still feel I can do it at a high level if I need to. And, um, you know, I still have a passion for the game. And so I, I, but it's something I have thought about. And then after the 2017 season, didn't know if they were going to sign me back. And at that time, I really wasn't in a position where I wanted to start moving around and trying to get a year here, a year there, you know, especially with, with kids and then the family and already having moved them from Houston to Oakland, Oakland to Baltimore, Baltimore to here. Right. Um, but they, they wanted to sign me back and did. And so, you know, it was an, it was an easy decision for me, but it's something I think about a lot. Um, but right now I'm just happy. I still have a nameplate on a locker over there in, in uh, flowery branch uh, for tomorrow. So we'll see, you know, what the future holds, but you know, right now, I mean, especially these past few years, you know, just enjoying every minute of it. Cause I, you know, I've seen plenty of guys and I've, I've lived it with some injuries. Like you never know when your last play will happen, you know, until right. after it does. And so for me, it's, and that's something I stress to all the young guys is enjoy every second, you know, don't take anything for granted. And so that's what I'm, that's the position I'm in now. And it's the, the months of February, March, April, when I think about, you know, man, is this one going to be the last one or, you know, whatever. So, you know, the past couple of years, that last game has been tough because I wasn't sure, but at the same time, you know, I'm excited for this upcoming year and we'll see what happens after that. But 
Um, as long as I have a locker tomorrow and the next day, we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll be happy. I hear awesome, you. Dude. Yeah, man. So when you eventually retire, whenever that may be, um, would you consider going into coaching or would it be like you mentioned earlier, would it be radio broadcast golfing every yeah. day? I mean, who knows <laughs> if, if golfing every day, if I could ensure myself of winning the bets against my competitors and, and being able to support <laughs> my family, yeah, I'll do it. But you know, I, I'd entertain coaching if it was the right situation, right fit. Um, I do know what coaching entails and, and the hours and how, you know, I know I could do it and, um, or I would need to do it. And that's the time commitment and time also away from the family and, uh, which I've already put them through, uh, as a player and especially as a quarterback, but, um, it's something that there have to be the right fit and the right opportunity, um, to do that, um, to be able to put them through that. Cause you know, they have to live that life right alongside me. And so right. to have to ask them to do that, it would have to be a big decision for the family, but, uh, we'll see keeping the options open. I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally rule out coaching. Um, but it, it is – it's an opportunity thing as well as the broadcasting or anything like that. I mean, there has to be a spot for someone to take uh, take it over. So, we'll see what opportunities might arise. Right. I hear you. Well, man, we appreciate you coming on and, and hanging out with us. And yeah. you're more than welcome anytime. You know, we, we'd love to I was going to say, if on. all that falls through, I might come and just be a part of, you know, make this a four-person affair. <laughs> oh, Let's do it. Uh, do Let's not do, it. do not tease us with a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, all I right. appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, awesome. sir. Always we appreciate it. You. See you. Yeah. All right, take it easy.